And what's up? We're back with another edition of what I like. What right now we call the Leo G podcast. I am Leo G. I'm with my co-hosts, my fam, mm-hmm. Adjective J. That's what's up. What's Leo going G. on, bro? I'm good. I'm not Leo G. Uh, but this, you know what? I I like the Leo G podcast because I feel like it gives me everything that's happening. It's Leo G. It's in a podcast. Bam. I feel like you keep it as Leo G podcast. You already got like artwork for it. I feel like you already kind of are the Leo G podcast. It, it might it might happen. I don't know. Who knows? And, you know, we, we'll we'll keep the suspense up. We'll see what happens moving forward. But I, know, I'm still kind of I'm on the hook, man. I'm 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 open to to ideas. Unfortunately, man, I guess I can't get my brain to run to come with something, you know, that, that the people gravitate towards. So right now we just call it's, it's me, and I'm calling it the Leo G Show, and you are my. Right now, you are my right hand man, my real co-host, and holding it down. I want that to be the thing with you, just be like it's me, it's the Leo G, and that that should just be the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm gonna make that after this is done. I'm I'm going to the studio. I'm making a theme song. Okay, well, fire it up then. <laughs> so we 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 we're moving into a, another episode here, and I, like I said once again, I want to thank you for joining me for this journey. You know, it's, it's been real, man. We, I feel like we we have been doing this for quite some time, but this is actually like, I, I think, moving into episode four. We've been having fun. It's been really, really loose. A lot of people are enjoying it. Shout out to everybody that's, that's listening and enjoying it. We're doing it for you all. We're having fun. So that's what's up. I don't want to hold too much on the intro today because we got a lot to talk about here. We Off air, we discussing what we wanted to talk about, and we want to jump right into it. But before that, I do want to say this. I have another guest. Shout out to my man Antoine Banks who joined me. And we're going to do that the sec- for the second segment, Jay. Uh, we have a Falcon segment with one of my uh, buddies doing a Falcon segment. That's what's up. I, I'm excited for a Falcon segment. I, I love the Falcons. It's going to be a, a Falcon good time. Aha! No, okay. <laughs> that's fair. That, that's the that's that's the response I get for that. <laughs> and and look, and my guests are still kind of they feeling some type of way because you haven't joined us in those uh, interviews, I guess. And I'm like, well, Jay Jay's busy. He has a lot of stuff going on, but eventually, I guess we'll get you in on some of these interviews when you have the opportunity. But I told him, I said, you a busy man. It's hard for me to even get a hold of you. Scheduling is crazy. It is. There's a lot of stuff happening. I got. I got. Uh. I got shows and everything coming up too. Y'all should. Y'all should holler at my page for that. I'm. I'm no just, doubt. I'm just throwing everything out. Just spaghetti at the wall. All right. No. Let's do this. All right. So NBA basketball. I'm ready. I'm stoked. I've been watching nonstop basketball. I watched every bubble game. <laughs> literally every bubble game. Some twice. And I know you have too, uh, because that's how much we love basketball. Because we're together. We're, we're family, we're cousins, really? we're singing, really? and we're happy, really? and we're, wait, no, are we not, wait, are we not happy and singing? So, so listen, so listen, so listen, look, I love sports, I really do. And um, basketball. I've, I love, okay, I love basketball. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I know you don't. <laughs> no, no, I understand, look, no, 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 for the most part, man, I've kind of been, my relationship with basketball right now is, I don't know, it's, you know how you, you list the status of your relationship, where you're single, where you're in a relationship, it's complicated with me in basketball right now. Okay. It really is. I don't know where I'm going. You know, and me being the ultimate homer, and we're going to get into this segment. We're going to talk about uh, the NBA, wait, the wait, lottery wait. that just happened. 
You went basketball like Will and Jada Smith right before that entanglement, huh? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, goddammit. It's complicated with me in basketball, and especially with the NBA. And here's the thing. Tonight, as we do this episode, the NBA lottery, lottery excuse me, just happened. And mm-hmm. we wanted to, we're going to discuss it. And I'm a homer. So, Jay, and I think everybody by now knows that I'm the ultimate homer. I, I go, I'm everything Atlanta. If, if it's Atlanta, I'm going for it, damn it. And I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. And I here, as of recently, I've been a big fan of what the team has done. We have a new owner, have a new GM here that just came on a couple of years ago. We've gotten some great players in. But I just feel as though that the NBA, every chance they get, they feel like they want to shaft us. And I want you to prove me wrong. And we'll talk about it in just a second. But the NBA lottery happened tonight for the draft, and I'm going to go over it here. And I, I, I scratch my head every time because I feel like, you know, I was looking forward to saying, okay, hey, you know what, maybe we can get top three, top five, something like that. Maybe we can record. get – You know, he, yeah. Hey, yeah, he stunk it up. And bad. I'm like, cool, cool. Maybe we can get, you know, top three pick. I'm – shit. I'm like one number one. Let's get number one. Let's get somebody in here that's going to put more not- butts in the seats and run it. In this draft, if it's not number one, you kind of don't like. So it's all they're all kind of the, and that's what we t- we had this conversation. But in this draft, if you don't get number one, I don't know if you really want it. But yeah, uh, and there's oh, okay. Man. So here's here's some things that I think might happen. All right. Um, so right now, uh, and you want to you want to give the the top ten? Yeah, I'm gonna go. T- I'm gonna go ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten to one, and, okay. and let everybody know what happened here. In, in the lottery. So we'll go 10 to 1. So the lottery happened tonight with the number 10 spot here. We had the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. that acquired the number 10 pick. The number 9 pick went to the uh, goes to the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. The number 8 pick goes to the New York Knicks. The number 7 <laughs> pick. <laughs> the number 7, seven pick. That's not funny, but it kind of is. Man, they just the keep chapter. <laughs> seven. Whatever. <laughs> no, like the, the step, Knicks are just the, really bad. They're never going to be good. I don't. They I don't. Suck. I don't. You know. Forever. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, have I know. No, I, I know. Have no sympathy. I get it. No. But, no. <laughs> none. No. If there's anybody who's in the basement, the Knicks are just. I mean, oof. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Well, you know, New York fans are some type. That's a whole nother podcast talking no, about I feel New York sports fans in general. But anyway, eight was the Knicks. Seven, the Detroit Pistons. Six. My home team, the Atlanta Hawks. Very disappointed. We'll get back to it in a minute. Number five, mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavaliers. Number four, the Chicago. Number four, the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Number three, the Charlotte Hornets. Eh, they weren't that bad. Number two, <laughs> the damn Golden State Warriors. <laughs> uh, and number one, and number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So obviously, Jay. Here so we here's are what's right dope now. about this. Uh, and no, this is what's dope. All right. So the first thing that's dope about this is uh, what's available in this draft. Um, this particular draft class is one of the weakest draft classes um, in recent memory. And what's really interesting is like, all right, so like that Minnesota pick uh, at, at number one, 
I mean, there, well, okay, okay. Well, let me say, there's no consensus top pick for this draft. Correct, that's, that's, and that, that's why. That's, that's where I'm headed. So that that number one pick, there's no way to know where they're going to go, and so you kind of have to assume that they're going to go for like needs. They don't need a point guard uh, because they have, uh, and they don't need a ball hog specifically. So they don't need a ball control hog, a uh, ball guard, uh, and because they already kind of have D'Angelo Russell, uh, they don't really need another big man unless they can shoot because they already have uh, what's your your man Cat. Um, so that they're not hurting. Uh, they have a couple of gaps at like small forward and power forward. Uh, and so like they could take a run at Obi Toppin. The only reason is that like he supposedly quit a season. Um, but there's also like, like th- there's really not a need for them to take Anthony Edwards, but they could also, so here's something that could happen. And I, I would not want this to happen, but it would work theoretically. If Minnesota pulled Anthony Edwards, they don't need him. I could see the Hawks putting together a trade package. I would include Herter and Collins, and I don't want Collins to go because I love John Collins, but Edwards is a fix for a lot of what's wrong. And truly, Collins can't play the five. His shooting is good, but he hasn't really established himself as enough to spread as a four. Uh, and then th- we already have like enough length to kind of fill in the gap for him. And I just feel like, I feel like Anthony, and I feel like you can, we can pull someone from Minnesota. I haven't really looked at the roster in a minute, but like I'm saying like there's, so I think there's, there's, there might be some trades that could happen here. Uh, And I think that talk is already happening. And because there's not a consensus, number one, whoever Minnesota pulls, they don't feel like they lose any true value because uh, even if they pull someone and just say, well, we're going to go with our needs, they kind of need a power forward. But the only player that on this list that we really need is Anthony Edwards. And even if he doesn't end up in our lap, uh, the next couple of best players help. Um, if James Wiseman let, doesn't let, get pulled. Let, let, hold, if, hold on, hold on. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, look, okay. Let me let me jump let me jump in here for a minute. Let me get in my feelings for a minute because I'm, I'm in my feelings. So I hear you talking. Mm-hmm. Talking about Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, University of Georgia, from Atlanta, the Atlanta area. All right. I'm in my feelings because – I feel like my hometown team, the Atlanta Hawks, always get hosed when it comes to the NBA lottery. Let's talk about last year, Jay. Can we talk about last year for just a minute? Okay. I want to talk about last year for just a minute. So last year's draft kind of irritated it, irritated me as well. We we ended up not being able to to to, to break up and get the number one pick. We wanted to get the number Wait, one we got, pick. But we got pick four and pick ten. Okay. So we got picks. Okay, and, and and where and where and where and so let's talk about let's talk about the picks. Atla- where is Atlanta? So, no, no, no. I'm saying where is Atlanta now? After okay, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. We had a we had a pandemic. And, and I the, get it. it. Yeah, we're in, we're in the bubble. We're playing for the playoffs. But where is it? Atlanta's in the same conversation again, talking about lottery picks, right? Uh, okay, but by the with, same with, token, with with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. By the same token, who was the number one pick last year and how many games they played during the season? But did New Orleans make it to the playoffs, to the bubble? Not because of him. <laughs> they didn't make it to the playoffs because of Zion Williamson. They made it to the playoffs uh, because of Brandon Ingram, which was a trade acquisition. They made it to the playoffs because of LaMelo, uh, not LaMelo, but uh, Lonzo Ball, trade acquisition. Yeah, he's it's, it's already happening. They made it because of Drew Holiday, which I think may have been a, a draft. But like I was saying, like they they made it because they they made smart moves. What I'm saying is, 
getting a number one draft pick does not cement you. There are very few number one draft picks that have turned into championship all-stars in the first five years of their time. And there's very few number one draft picks that turn into championship all-stars. I think the, the key here that, and, and if you want to be mad, and I would like you to direct your anger to some places because there's places to direct your anger. The place to direct your anger when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks is what they've done with the draft picks that they brought in and how they've developed them. They've done an incredible job developing centers and power forwards and turning them into three-point shooters. Uh, Dwayne Detman came in and turned into a great three-point shooter. He's back now, but they'd sent him off to Sacramento because of it. John Collins is shooting right around 40%, which is amazing for someone who's John Collins when he came into the league. I think he, he might have been able to hit like at about maybe a 30% clip. So like they're, they're turning these, these players into great players on that end. But on the defensive end, which I think you've heard me say ad nauseum, I think there comes a point where you can shoot threes all day on the offensive end, but you have to get stops. You have you to be able to defense. stop a team. You got to play defense. I you don't it. have to be. You don't have to be great. You don't have to play great defense. Shout out to tra- shout out to the Trailblazers. You don't have to be great, but you got to play some, right? And so what happens a lot of times? I mean, I, Atlanta, I, I mean well, I don't know. That's, that's and that's Atlanta to be and, and right there's now, an argue, there's your, a there's an argument. Hold on, hold on, wait. There's an argument, and I'm gonna let you finish. There's an argument where. There are some teams that don't uh-huh. really play any. De- in my opinion, don't play no damn defense and have won championships. Well, uh, Golden, State, Golden State, Golden State. We, we Clay Thompson is a, is a lockdown defender. Draymond Green, all he does is play defense. Hey. Kevin Durant, despite the fact that no one wants to give him credit, Kevin Durant is like seven feet tall and Kev, has Kevin, the, Kev, and has the has the agility. <laughs> When he played, when he was when he was playing, had and what I'm saying is they played the did they play were they like top five defenses in the league? Nah, because they were like the number one offense. But I guarantee they were in the top ten every time they were in a, a champion. Like you don't you don't get into the playoffs with the worst defense in the league. And Atlanta has the worst defense in the league. Like I I watched every Atlanta game last season. Uh, and defense I, is trash. I, watched, I agree. Defense is trash. And when I say I watched every Atlanta game last season, not not like I'm not saying that as hyperbole. I mean, I literally watched every Atlanta game last season, and, and it's it really does start at um, either Trey Young figures out how to stay in front of someone, or we figure out how to cover for him. John Collins can't do it by himself, and I think the acquisition of Clint Capella was meant to try to help cover for some of the issues that they were having. But because the NFL, not the NFL, ha, because the NBA has evolved more into a a sport of the three point shot and guarding out on the perimeter, at some point Trey Young has to be able to put forth the effort both on the defensive end that he puts forth on the offensive end. Okay. And, and, and okay. you know what? Okay. No, no, I'm going to drag him a little bit more. I'm not done. The other thing I'll say about that is Trey Young, I have seen multiple times in both his rookie season, well, in his rookie season and in this all-star season, what I have seen from him has been uh, giving up on plays. I've seen him give up on offense. I've seen him uh, give up on defense. And it's not like where he made a bad, you know, where sometimes you see rookies make bad decisions and they realize and they quit. I mean, where he really realized that he was going to have to put forth a lot of effort. And in his mind, he was like, it's not worth it. They might, they're probably going to score anyway. I'm just going to let them have it. And I saw too much of that from him and as a person who is supposedly the leader of this team the face of the franchise you don't give up on on defense you damn sure don't give up on offense if that's what you're supposed to be about so like if if you can't get what you're supposed to get and you don't get your little call and you spend all your time down at the at the referee while your teammates are getting thrashed at the other end 
don't come to me talking about how like you know you expecting more. I get it. I'm, I, I I hear you, and I, I no disagreement from me here. But here we go. Let's get back over here to the meat of the the lottery, and let's talk a little bit about some mockups and 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 some scenarios for the Hawks, and we'll talk about some scenarios for the for some other teams as well. So we talked about. You know the top ten. We talk. Uh, let's let's specifically talk about. Let's go to. Let's jump to number six. Mm-hmm. Let's jump to number six. Let's talk about our Hawks. So, what options are there now? So, we're at number six now. Nothing can change. You talked about a possible trade package to jump up to get Ant Man. If he, you know, if we if we could do that, if anybody's willing to be a player. But let's just say everything shakes out the way that it is, and we ended up taking. You know, picking at number six. What do you see happening there? So like again, this is not a great class. The deep so breath. Yeah, because it's not this is not a good draft class. Uh and also because it's not a good draft class, there aren't clear, definitive uh players that should be taken. And until we get an idea of so there and there okay, so typically at this point there's been an off season, right? where people have picked up players, uh, they've let go of contracts, but we haven't had that yet. So there's not as much clarity as to how teams are positioning themselves for what they're going for in the draft. So I, I, you know, you don't have as much clarity, but I would say this for the Hawks, the fill in that they, they really need is uh, if John Collins is going to stay at the four, they already have a backup center with Bruno Fernando and Clint Capella it would be good for them to get another four to back him up and push him forward. So if you can get it, uh, there's a, there's a six, nine forward. It's not great, but he's a power forward out of South Carolina. Everyone says he's like bam Adebayo. depending upon he can play D. And when uh, John Collins sits, one of the biggest problems with the, the Atlanta Hawks is when he sits, their defense drops. Uh, and it's just basically just getting a prototype of him. It's someone who's just John Collins, but younger. Uh, I think that's a good move for them. Um, I don't know if we need to get another small forward. We already have a lot of rangy types. Uh, but if if we can get a small forward who can shoot or a shooting guard who can just flat out uh, shoot and defend, um, like Devin Vassell, I, it's not a bad idea to pull him from uh, Florida State because he can shoot, he can defend. And he, honestly, again, all the defense we can get – when the starters sit is what we should take. So uh, right now, I think what happens is Cam Reddish ends up coming in as shooting guard or at point guard when uh, Trey Young sits. It'd be great that when Kevin Herter sits to have another shooting guard to slot in, uh, like like Devin Vassell to to come in and, and just come in and be like you know what I'm here to lock down. I'm I'm here to cu- I'm here to make sure that no one scores. I'm here to shoot. So you're pretty much solid on defense being the top priority. For the Hawks, right? We need three and D players because uh, you know the three helps. Uh, Trey Young is is and I, and I know I did a lot of dragging on him on defense, but on the offensive end, he is masterful at you know finding open players. And a lot of the times when I saw him give up on offense, uh, it was because the players that he was out with weren't moving around. Uh, and typically, it was when John Collins or Kevin Herter sat down, and there wasn't a lot of synergy between him. Uh, and, and some of the other players that they had at the time, like Jabari Parker. But again, that's because they were kind of just coming in to fill in spots that got, you know, blanked or gapped. So, I mean, or coming to fill a gap, excuse me. So I think in, in that case, them getting somebody who, can, who, as soon as they catch the ball, is ready to let it go in and shoot that he trusts, that when, you know, out on the perimeter, 
they scramble over when you know he takes gambles a lot on steals. They're there to cover for him. Having another player, you know, to back up John Collins so that he can sit and they don't drop off so so great defensively shores up a lot of their issues. The the Hawks don't have a problem scoring. They can score with the best of them. What gets them the most trouble really is that uh, they have to sit their players and their front five after they sit. Um, their front five is not great defensively, but once they sit, they become much worse defensively. So it's uh, like, and they don't score. Not yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I know you. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I wanted, a lot for it. I, I, I know you do, and we'll come back and visit this in another segment. But here's the thing. So I understand the needs for the Hawks, and and defensively is where you feel. So I want, I want you to tell me, because it's been established by a lot of the so-called experts that there was no consensus number one pick. Minnesota, as of right now, is on the clock. Who are they taking? Who are they taking with the number one pick? So I think some of it depends. You got to talk to D'Angelo Russell. Another, no, another deep, another, no, another no, deep here, breath. Here's what I'm saying. You got to talk to D'Angelo Russell. But if if I am, if I'm on, from Minnesota, I'm taking Anthony Edwards and I want Anthony Edwards. And here's why. I want Anthony Edwards because I can always slot D'Angelo Russell over to point guard and let him play his natural position. He's a great uh, you know, playmaker. He, he will open for other people, but he's a liability on defense just like uh, Trey Young is. He gives up just like Trey Young does. Anthony Edwards is the best guard, uh, the best size guard, best shooting guard, and also arguably the best defender of this group. So you're going to put him in. He can contribute immediately or at least push to to start immediately. Um, and it fills in a gap for you and it gives you another person uh, for Cat to show that you are actually trying to keep him in Minnesota. Because the other thing is that, you know, you got to remember, he was talking about leaving until they brought D'Angelo Russell in. So you're trying to pull, you want to talk to him and be like, look, we, we need to see who you want in. And, and we want to put shooters around you, people who are going to like scrap for you and play defense for you. So, you know, Ant, Ant is the best pick for them. I hear that. Whoo, yeah. man. We just had some heat. And and we talked about this a little bit, man. I, I guess, like I said, I've just been in my feelings, and we'll revisit this in another segment. And I got a, uh, another couple of people here in Atlanta that want to talk about just how we get treated as a sports town, period. I just feel like tonight was one of those just revisiting. Like, it just wasn't a win, in my opinion, for Atlanta. Like, seriously, Jay, and I understand. Hold on, wait. I know, I know where you're coming from. I understand speaking – all of the scenarios, but like we need just like a win, something to celebrate here in Atlanta. You know, 2018 was great. Atlanta United won an MLS championship, but let's be realistic here in this city. We have had, we have not had a lot to cheer for sports wise. Yeah. We, we, we can't even get the number one pick in, in, in NBA. We really, last year I wanted the number one pick. I wanted Zion. Zion wanted to come here, big fan. This year, trying to get the number one pick. Ant-Man, ironically, from Atlanta. Uh, you just talked about Anthony Edwards, played at the University of Georgia, and now the Hawks get the number six pick. And it's like, man, we can't catch a break. So, so I said, and yet we could have used him too, and I feel you on that. Abs- I, I, absolutely. I will say this, uh, again, coming from the perspective of someone who watched, again, every – I watched a lot of NBA basketball, but I watched every Atlanta Hawks game this season. Uh, I mean, every single last one of them. When we execute 
with the team that we had and when everyone was healthy. So when John Collins was back, when, when everyone was healthy, when we executed uh, as a team, I felt like we could contend uh, with any of the, the lower level playoff teams right now where, I mean, like we put any of them in a, put us up against uh, any of these right now, uh, like, you know, lower level eight, seven seeds, we beat them in a seven game series right now. I feel like we can do that. So it was just, again, that 25 game suspension for, for Collins, just put a wrench in Atlanta. Uh, and it just, if it, it, you could tell it, it just, it just fucked all their plans. And like, they had to bring in Jabari Parker. Uh, and they had, they, they just basically had to try to figure out how are we going to score? How are we going to win games? And they, and they didn't, it was, it really hurt them. <clears throat> so like, I feel like that, that hurt. It, it, and when he came back, the difference between that team with John Collins there uh, and, and running is it's a, it's a team that could contend to at least make the playoffs so our goal now is to try to take the pieces that we have and help them reach the next level. We have one player hit an all-star. I think arguably we have three all-stars on our team. Uh, I think John Collins is an all-star. I think Trey Young obviously is an all-star. And I would argue that Cam Reddish next season makes uh, the type of leap where he could potentially be an all-star with with the right okay. amount of work. So okay, I, feel like, okay. I feel like we're close. And, and this draft, if we draft smart, I feel like we can we can we can get it. I feel like we're close, and in the next two seasons, I feel like we're going to see us contending for playoffs, and we're going to be talking about Atlanta because wins beget wins. You know that. I know that. It the story is still to be told, and we'll come back to this. I know you're very very passionate about the NBA, and I and I tell my story, and I talk about my conspiracy theories about the NBA, and why I'm just I'm not I'm not with it. We'll come back to that in another episode. But we do have another segment that I wanted to get to with my buddy Banks and talking about some Atlanta Falcons. So, Jay, we're going to take it out. and We're going to go to another segment of the Leo G Show, and we're going to talk some Atlanta Falcons football, okay? Sounds dope. All right. And here's another segment, and I'm very, very excited about this segment. I got a, a guest, a good friend of mine, and I wanted to bring somebody on that was just as passionate about this topic I want to talk about. And I knew he was going to bring uh, the energy to do it. Uh, I want to talk about one of my other favorite teams, basically my first sports love, if you want to call it that, here in the city of Atlanta, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. So I've been following the Atlanta Falcons since birth, basically. I have never called any other NFL team my own. It's always been the Falcons. I live, breathe, sleep, um, red and black. So I, I wanted to bring somebody on there that kind of matched the same intensity as me. Um, so I, I want to bring my boy Antoine Banks. What's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. We're going to get into some Falcons talk, man. We're going to really talk about the Falcons. I know we usually, you know, have these conversations off air about the Falcons all the time. You're just as passionate as me about the Falcons. And I said, you know what? I got to bring you on the podcast so we can actually get into the nuts and bolts of it and just talk about how we started with the team and, you know, just everything. So we're just going to dive right into it, like straight up. So, Banks, I want you to tell me, like, how did you become a Falcons fan? I mean, oh, your, your earliest memory of being a Falcons fan. Well, I was a little boy. I remember my grandfather, um, Walter Banks. Um, I'm sure you know of him. He uh, took me to my first game when I think I was about, I want to say six or seven like that. 
I was going to the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium and <clears throat> he told me, you know, the good guys are in red. The guy, the good guys wear red helmets and the, the red jerseys and the, the silver britches, whatever. And whoever's the the team in red, they're the enemy. That's who you need to see as, you know, he put that in, in, in a way I can, you know, understand. The team in red are the good guys. So when I used to go to the game, I was always see the team in red as the good guys and whoever they playing, you know, it's the bad guys. And ironically, the first team that I've seen that was the bad guys were those ain'ts. So <laughs> it was the, the, um, who, the, the who those the who? Um, those 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 guys down in Louisiana. Oh, because I mean that's the first time I've well, no, that's the that's the first time I've literally heard you re- heard you refer to them by their actual name because we don't usually use their actual name when we talk about them. We we call them a bunch of different things, but we never call them by. I always call them the ants. I can never put the s in that's, front that's, of that. That's what I said. I said ants. Okay, I'm just making I sure. Said ants. <laughs> okay, but I mean that that's what you know you you know growing up. You know, that was my that's that's what I always saw as the 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 ain'ts as the bad guys. And that's why my hatred towards that team is so it's pure. I mean, it's just I I can't describe it. It's like I don't like anything black and gold when it comes to football. You know, that's that's I was I was baptized into hating them, you know. I understand. So let me (laughs) ask you this. Let let me ask you this. You you born and raised in Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. You a Grady? You a Grady baby? Grady baby. Well, you Grady baby? Okay, I'm Crawford Long. I'm sorry, it was right down the street, but I'm still Atlanta down, all the way Red Clay. I, I'm from here, so I want to ask this question because a lot of people that are from Atlanta, uh, they they tend to to do this a lot. So, do you have another team bank that you call you know uh, your, your second team or your your next favorite team or? Is it Atlanta Falcons and that's it? No, I, I do have another team. Um, it's whoever's playing the Aints. That's my team. So <laughs> I like that answer. It's, um, whoever's playing them, that's my team. You know, okay. I, I have a strong dislike for them. That's, you know, it's, if they lose, I'm winning. So oh, that's yeah, absolutely. pretty much, you know. It is what it is with me, man. And, and, and it's like, you know, you try, you know, it's funny because we're both, like I said, being a Falcons fan, we haven't had, like, it's not a storied franchise. Uh, so you have to find something to, like, hang your hat on. And we, that rivalry, we, we've hung our hat on that rivalry uh, for years. And, you know, here in recent years, I guess, uh, the Saints have. Oh, I'm so, oh, damn, did I say it? Oh my God! I, I had to catch myself. Right, you the did. Aints have. They 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 ended up catching a championship. So for some reason, I guess their fan base feels as though they're they're kind of above us. They don't re- remember all the dismal years and seasons that they had. They caught one championship, and it's like, oh, they some type of dynasty or whatever. But um, to be a Falcons fan is to be real petty when we see them lose to anybody. And I think these last couple of years, uh, them losing like in the playoffs, the way that they did, it just really kind of made us 
feel some kind of warm and fuzzy as a Falcons fan to see them lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when they lost to the Rams that year, you know, with that pass interference, it was a pass interference. It was blatantly pass interference. I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't seen nothing, man. Well, you know what? We We can pull that card. We didn't see it. But you know what? I saw it, and it makes me feel good to know that they got hosed. It makes me feel good to know that they didn't call it, even though we know it was pass interference. It makes it that much sweeter to know that we know you got cheated and you still can't go to the Super Bowl. So, yes, that's how I felt about it. And, this, you know, Pity. this Pity. could be another subject. You know, we, we know reason why they wanted to, to go to that Super Bowl that year. You know, I'm not stupid. They will tell you all day. It's not had nothing to do with the city. It does. It was. Oh, absolutely. Your- and, for, and for the people listening that don't know, um, I think it was two years ago when they got put out by the Rams. The Rams ended up playing uh, New England here in Atlanta, and that's specifically the reason they wanted to to win that NFC Championship was to play in their rival cities. Brand new stadium for the Super Bowl. That that would have put the icing on the cake for them. They were literally ready to come to this city and like just. Paint it black and gold and tear it the hell up. They already had billboards already paid for. And the fact that they didn't make it, they still had those billboards. So they had to cry and say they were cheated on the billboards instead of putting what they really wanted to put on there. So it was a big slap in the face to they wanted to be a slap in the face to the city of Atlanta, but it kind of backfired, if you will. Um. It, it it you know we Falcon fans we take we take pride of knowing that it didn't work, and for more than you know the year two thousand and twelve that the Super Bowl was in New Orleans, you know we was a play away from going to the Super Bowl that year, and they knew downright that we would have gone down there and just tote this tear up Bourbon Street act of the and fool. we would act, act, act a damn fool. And they knew they did not want us down there. And it, it came full circle. We didn't want them asses up here. So, I mean. <laughs> so, so, look, so, look, so, look, so, look, we, we could go on and on with the hatred toward the Saints, but the Aints, see, you catching me, man. I got to catch myself. The Aints. We'll we, we continue to call them the Aints, and I'm going to continue to call them the Aints forever. But I want to talk a little bit about just, you know, as a – because you got to have some thick skin to be a Falcons fan, first and foremost. I will say that much. You have to have some thick skin because we are, are a franchise that, like I said, we're not storied. We've had some success. We've had a lot of not good stuff to talk about. It wasn't until recently. What I want to say maybe about the last in the last 10 years was the first time we produced back-to-back winning, <laughs> winning seasons. Right, exactly. So we – and it was funny you talked about Atlanta Fulton County Stadium because we go way back with this team. Both of us do from Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, of course, into the Georgia Dome. And then, of course, now into Mercedes-Benz, which is a phenomenal facility. Um, and we're both season ticket holders. So I wanted to basically talk to you about what's like literally like a game day experience for you, a home game day experience. Because we we go to games all the time. We see each other. We socialize. But typically, just describe the, the game day experience of, of a Falcons home game. Well, the way the the game experience it is for me, and I can speak for myself or as it is for the rest of the Falcon fans, I'm guilty of it as well. Um, it's kind of just going through the motions, you know. 
I'm I'm I don't want to make an excuse, but 2016 Super Bowl, and we know what that was. It kind of sucked a lot of the excitement out of this fan base. I mean, me included. Um, prior to that Super Bowl, you know, I was going to the game. I was always early. I was always, you know, standing on third down and, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs. But ever since that particular moment, it changed me as a fan. You know, I just go to the game and I just see for what it is. You know, there's just guys getting paid. You know, they win. Great. If they don't, what the hell ever. You know, I mean, I shouldn't feel that way. And I, 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 I try my best to get it back get that fire back. It's so hard for me to sit there and, and, and get over that, that year, you know, and then say, okay, it's over with, let's just move on from it. But I can't ever get back to where I was prior to 2016. You know, I always, I sit down on third down. I mean, I get excited for a touchdown. That's great. You know, but you know, you go into the game, you see people sit on their hands. You kind of just, it, 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 it it bleeds through everyone, you know, it's just a whatever, you know, you know, it's just not as exciting as it was. So, 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 so you're, so you're saying that basically after 2016, the, the whole entire vibe of prior. Okay. So prior to 2016, you were all in with a lot of things, even though the success of the franchise wasn't, wasn't all always there. And then we get to 2016 and if people don't know what happened, 2016, the Falcons actually go to the Super Bowl. We had a great season. Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league. We win the, we win the NFC Championship, beat the Green Bay Packers, and we go to Houston to play the New England Patriots. And it's one of the most heartbreaking – for a Falcons fan, it's one of the most heartbreaking things we've ever had to experience um, as I mean, a fan. Bar none. I mean, bar none. It's, it's, there's no – there's nothing bigger than that. I mean, it's like you get to the, the the big dance and you see fourth quarter come around and you're like, wow, we actually about to do this. And it's just it fell apart. The, 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 the wheels came off and, and, and it fell apart. It's, it's like probably the biggest it's, – it's the biggest letdown in sports history. I mean, that's just in my opinion. In my opinion. Oh, well, I mean – well, you, you can look at it two. You you can look at you 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 can literally look at it two ways. As as Falcons fans, yes, it's very very you know it did something to all of us emotionally that had so much invested in the team, but a lot of people that didn't have as uh, weren't invested, they kind of looked at it as being one of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks of all time. I mean, for us, you know, we hated it, you know, <laughs> but it was one of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks of all time. So, so let me ask you this. What is it? Because, I mean, at this point now, I mean, we're removed from that. We we had two, you know, horrible <laughs> seasons after that um, going now into this 2020 season. What is it going to take to get you back to, like, where you were prior to that debacle in 2016? Like, I know you told me we've had some off, off conversations, you know, about just – your expectations and really not having any expectations. But as a fan, you gotta you have to have some expectations. You you do you do this because you love the team. Being a fan means you know you're still with them through thick and thin, even though that was a tough pill to swallow in 2016. So what do you look towards now to say, okay, how can this team prove to me or get back on track? Is it Super Bowl or bust? 
Do you need to see incremental improvement? Or you just, what is it that you're looking for now as a fan? Well, I think, you know, any NFL fan would say Super Bowl or bust. I mean, that's what you, you know, you go through all seasons for is, you know, a championship. I think in my situation, or I think probably an average Falcon fan, I probably can't speak for everyone, but I think more of consistency. Um, I don't, I don't see the consistency in this fan. I mean, this team, um, this team is going through office of coordinators. Like we go through underwear. I mean, it's, you know, we can't ever, ever get a steady, you know, okay, we get of coaching staff. Let's keep it. Let's run with it. No, we got to always look for the next one because somebody's getting hired as the next head coach or somebody's getting fired or, you know, it's it's just never ever a a. But a, I, I would I would say I would argue, I would argue to say that that's pretty much the, the nature of the NFL. I mean, outside of a couple of a uh, couple of franchises, banks, most NFL teams go through the same process as the Falcons. I mean, you have of course New England that have had Bill Belichick is probably the longest tenure NFL coach right now. I can't even think of another, you know, outside of Mike Tomlin, I think with the Steelers, uh, it's a carousel in the NFL. Um, and consistency is something that every NFL team strives for every single year. You want to get consistent. You want to have a coaching staff uh, together and to be able to be successful. But this is something that all NFL teams, I think, go through. And I think because, you know, we're fans of Atlanta and we pay attention to it a lot, it's bothersome for us, but it's when you say it's kind of the norm in the league. It's probably the norm, but I I I, I catch myself comparing my team to others, and I think I shouldn't do that. And you know, you look at teams like you know Carolina's going through a a coaching overhaul, um, but prior to that coaching overhaul, they just had. I mean they they've been with that coaching staff for I mean what four or five, six years. I mean, it's, they had that, that continuity. If, 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 what if you want to call it that, but I mean, they, they had it, you know, we, as you know, you look at Dan Quinn, you know, as he been in, he came in 2015, you know, that's five years, but you look at the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, it's like a revolving door. We can't ever keep a, a steady, you know, what what is what is our goal? What is what is our makeup? What is our identity? What are we doing? You know, when we had Shanahan, you know, we started off, you know, looking at each other like, no, nah, this ain't the move. But then that next year, you know, he's he's got the offense clicking on all cylinders. You know, the best offense we probably had in franchise history. You know, in my opinion. But then he leaves. He goes to get a head coach. Then we got you know, um, Starks. You know, it's. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? You know, we're back to that same question. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Sarkeesian came in right after after Shanahan left, and yeah, right. it's 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 hard to find consistency when, like you said, it's a revolving door. But these things happen. I mean, I look at some of the more successful coaches. Here's one thing about Dan Quinn, and I, I want to talk about something else with you. I didn't want to get too doom and gloom. I didn't want you to get too depressed on me about these. No, I'm not depressed. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trying to basically <laughs> tell you where I'm coming from with this franchise and me. You know, I, I, I want to I want to do better with this team. I want to do I want this team to actually be a team where I can walk up in the Mercedes Benz and be like, you know what, this team is going to give them they all and not get curb stomped by this random team. You know, it's 
you go in and you play a team like Arizona Cardinals and you know you like this should be a good game or you play the Houston Texans. No, it's not a good game because you lost 31 to 7. You know, it's like that's 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 frustrating. You know, it's like you know you're better than that. You know, you start the season one and seven, you're like, okay, it's just not our year. But then you end the season six and two, you're like, okay, what the hell, man? I mean, it's like, who are you? I mean, are you this team or are you that one and seven team? I mean, I don't know you. I can't sit weird, there yeah. and, and 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 get behind you when you beating teams like the 49ers and then you losing to teams like the Cardinals. Like I don't it's get weird, it. I totally don't it's get a weird it. it's it's a weird dynamic. And going back to like what I was saying with, you know, with, with coaches and what we want to try, because I mean, let's be honest, you, we've heard this before and it's so cliche. The NFL is a what? It's a copycat league. Everybody is trying to figure out how other teams are successful. That's what it is. You know, you look at the Bill Belichick's and I, I, I look at another coach that has been successful and they have something in common. Um, and no, not the Dan Quinn, but Bill Belichick, this was his second go round as a head coach when he got to New England and whatever he figured out or whatever he, you know, figured out from the first go round, he took that when he got to New England and he totally changed the philosophy, I guess. And they became successful in one of the most successful franchises in NFL history. Right. Then you look at a coach like Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, what does he do? This is his second time around and he was able to win a Super Bowl. could have had two with the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm saying all that to say this, like experience is key. Dan Quinn is a first-time head coach when he got hired on in 2015 with the Falcons. And he's learning this as he goes. Um, it takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of trial and error to get things just right, to get that the, the perfect ingredients to make things happen and to be successful. Unfortunately, at the cost of us fans, we have to sit there and go through these growing pains and try to figure out, like, damn, really? Is it that hard? But sometimes, I mean, you have to get things, you know, figured out and get them just the way you want them. I do think Dan Quinn, did, before I go too far off talking about Dan Quinn, I think that he has something to work with this year. Hopefully, if this season actually happens, I think we will see something very interesting. And I think they might have some success uh, moving forward. Cause I'm going to tell you what well, basically is, is, is it, they got to make the playoffs or they're, they're, they're going to break the whole thing up between him and Thomas Dimitrov. But I do think that this year they might be able to have some success. And I'll talk about that in just a second. So look here, man, I know as you know, like you said, after 2016, as a fan that you kind of just, it's almost like you just go through the motions when you go to Mercedes Benz, but look, I want I want these people to understand and know what, the true Falcons experiences is because yeah, we've had some, some down years, but one thing about Falcons fans that I feel like, cause I've been to several NFL stadiums and I've seen several different tailgates and I've seen several different pregame experiences and postgame experiences, but man, you got to tell everybody about the fun that we actually do have at the games, man. Well, I, mean, when, I mean, when we, he- we have a lot of fun at the games. I mean, I, for one, I mean, when I travel away, I went to a lot of away games. I've been to Chicago, been to Nashville, been to Carolina, been to Tampa, been to New Orleans. I mean, it's almost a different feel, you know, when you go to away games and, you, you know, you talk to, you know, them, the fans at that stadium, they're like, we had no idea that you guys travel like this. I'm like, we do. We travel a lot. You know, we, we go to Chicago, Soldier Field, and, you know, it's, 
it's about 60 40 falcon fans and you're like you even the uh, falcon fans are in shock like like how do bears fans no because the not the not the knock is the, the knock is on this franchise not to cut you off the knock is on this franchise is that the falcons fan base was established basically in i want to say 2001 when michael vick got here people don't realize that this <laughs> has the falcons have always had a strong fan base regardless to you know their record and their success we are a proud city and when we got this professional franchise back in 1966 they had a large following and a big contingency until this day and it doesn't really surprise us banks you know we know and like you said when we go to other places i've been with you to other cities it surprises a lot of other you know fan bases that wow these guys travel and they travel well we've been doing this for years this was before mike vick this was when you know the Dave Archer, Chris Chandler, Absolutely. Chris Miller years. We've been doing this for quite some time, and we I, go hard for this team. Going to New Orleans prior to Michael Vick, you know, when um, Chris Chandler was the, the quarterback, and it was black and red through the whole Superdome. I mean, it's, you know, Absolutely. a lot of people have, like, amnesia, don't remember that. I'm like, oh, are you crazy? I mean, like, we were – deep i mean we were deep bro we was like that was a something that was a trip we looked forward to is to is to go to new orleans because we knew it was going to be a lot of falcon fans with us you know it's it was something we did you know carolina same thing you know we went to carolina you know we had to sit up to, sit up top but still we were we were deep you know it was you know a lot of buses up there you know it, I, and it's it's a whole different feel, you know, coming back home, you know, it's like, okay, we're home again, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. But it seems like when you go to away stadiums, you want to represent the city. Yeah, we're here, we deep, you know, we loud, you know, it's, we, you know, like me and you, Leo, we went to uh, Nashville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was something to see, you know, to see all that and red I, in the stadium. And I will, I will say this much, like, you know, we we do have a lot of tailgate experiences here. I think one of the biggest things here in Atlanta is the tailgate experience. A lot of people sometimes depend, and, and this is basically contingent on how the Falcons are playing. Uh, you know this as well as me, Banks. If the Falcons aren't playing well, a lot of people will literally stay at the tailgate because I'm going to tell you something. Falcons tailgates can be almost like a club, like really. Like we have, like shout out to my boy Derek O'Man and what he does. Uh, with his uh, Falcons uh, corners gang up there. I tailgated with them for like the last two years. They do it big. It is, you know, uh, Derrico DJs. We, it's a lot of fun at the tailgates. And like I said, the Falcons are, are playing poorly. <laughs> a lot of people opt to say, you know what? I'm having more fun <laughs> at these tailgates. I'm going to just sit outside the stadium. I can sell my ticket to somebody else or whatever, and I just sit out here and chill. It's a, it's a club atmosphere, and it's a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you something. I go, you know, for me, and we've talked about this, Banks, I love the Falcons. I, I'm going to love them to the end. But, you know, I'm going to make the best out of the game day experience for myself. I, you know, win or lose. It is what it is. You want to see your team lose. That's I mean, win. I'm sorry. My apologies. You want to see your team win. But if they lose, you know what? Hey, I'm there for the experience and I'm there to, you know, overall have a good time. And I was talking about Michael Mike Vick, which brings me to something else I want to talk about, Banks. Like, since you've been a Falcons fan for ever, just like me, who are some of your favorite players like that have come through the organization since you've been a fan? Oh, wow. Oh, man. I can recall, you know, Dion in primetime. And um, the old 
Fulton County Stadium. And I remember as a little boy, I used to go and wants to get there early so I can watch him come out the tunnel. I mean, him, you know, high stepping out that tunnel with all the smoke and everything, that was, you know, we never seen anything like that in Atlanta back then. You know, it was that was that was that was must see, you know. Um even, you know, when we moved into the Georgia Dome, you know, then we had uh players like Jesse Tuggle, you know, we had um Terrence Mathis, you know, that was those was my guys, you know, those are the guys that I used to like the ones that used to bring their lunch pail to work. You know, that's what the, about what 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 about the crowd surfer? What about the pile surfer? <laughs> you talking about Keith Brookin. Um what, what about what about what about Ray Edwards? What about Ray Edwards? Oh no, nah, brother. You you no Ray Edwards. You talking about uh, the Andre, what about no <laughs> what about Andre Andre Bruce? No, you don't? No, no, no. No, 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 no. I mean, I would take Andre Rod before Andre Bruce. Andre <laughs> Bruce, or Andre Bruce, whatever his name is. But I mean, you you know, you you talk about guys, you know, before Mike Steve, Steven Jack Steven Jackson. No, I mean, I forgot we had that man. No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh man, I'm just messing with you, man. We've had some, and I say that, and I'm joking with you. It's kind of like an inside thing, man. We've had some real, and I think all NFL teams have had some real characters, man. But we've had some real head scratches come through this organization, bro. For real. Oh man, we we we, man. I mean, I can I I can't even name them all, Leo. I mean, we had. I don't remember him. You know, coming up, um, the old uh, running back from um, the Rams that we had the first time, the back in the day, the glory days, and he went on to um, Indianapolis, and then he came to the Falcons his last year, and it was like, oh, you talk, you, you're not talking about uh, Eric Dickerson, are you? Eric Dickerson, absolutely. Yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric Dickerson and, was, yeah, he can't. People don't realize, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, and he played for the Falcons for just a hot second. <laughs> hot minute and it's like what did he do here it's like no one knows because he was he was passing here for only a, a minute he right. was he just passed through like you said he was trying to get a check some of my favorite players by the way um scott case was one of my favorite players one of the guys through like the late 80s i want to say into the early 90s i was a really really big jesse tuggle fan he was a, a great guy it's so many, you know, through the years. Uh, I, those are some I didn't of the. To cut you off, but how did I forget Chuck Smith? I mean, that's that oh, was absolutely Chuck Smith was one of the great, probably probably the best pass rusher. Well, no, no, I can't. No disrespect to Claude Humphrey. Claude Humphrey was a beast that pass rush. He was an early great with the Falcons' uh, grits blitz defenses of of like the eighties. So uh, Chuck Smith is definitely in that conversation as being one of the. Um, the best pass rushes the Falcons have ever had. But yeah, Chuck Smith, absolutely. Yeah, that that I couldn't, you know, that was one of the the guys when I told you I like the 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 the, the, the guys that got their nose dirties, you know, they 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 brought their lunch pail to work. Those those guys, you know, not too big on like a um a, a, a Patrick Kearney, but I mean he, he did <laughs> he, he did well. I mean for what he was, you know. Um you know, your Shane Dronettes of the world, you know, they, you know, they, they put their fingers in the dirt and they. Tyson, they, Tyson Claybowles and the Harvey right. Dawes. Right. Those are some players, unsung players that, that played here that were, were great. I mean, even um the Mud Duck, Todd McClure, uh, McClure. you know, played center here for quite some time. You know, those are some of the. 
Yeah, but I, I yeah. saying it was, you know, it's the guys back in the days, you know, we were saying that but Michael Vick brought in excitement and it brought in fans. I'm like, yeah, they brought in fans that that just came on and watched football. I mean, talk about the one, the Falcon fans that been there when we had Chris Miller as a quarterback, you know, let's talk about those fans. What about us? You know, we, we always been there, always yeah. been there. We, we seen the four and 12 seasons and the three and 13s and the, you know, an eight and eight season was a great year. You know, remember those days when you couldn't watch a yeah. game on TV? I mean, because that- they were black, they were all blacked out. <laughs> you know, if you did, we said, we go, we said, we said, we said through it, we did. And like I said, don't get me wrong, I was very, you know, um, happy when we got Mike, Michael Vick here. He was a very electrifying player, and he did for a lot of people put this organization on the map because prior to him, like you said, we were kind of that mediocre run-of-the-mill squad. I mean, we had people like Dion here, and, you know, for a while, he, you know, Dion brought like a spunk and charisma to this team that hadn't been seen in the NFL before. But after him, there was a lull, and then we got Michael Vick, probably one of the most electrifying players to ever play in the league. He opened up the fan base. To, you know, he brought a lot of people uh, to the Atlanta Falcons franchise. And a lot of people are still Falcons fans to this day because of Michael Vick. So Michael Vick is probably going to be, when it's all said and done, like one of the greatest Falcons ever, even though he had, there's a lot of stuff around him and his time here in Atlanta and what happened to him with off the field stuff. He he was still a, a very electrifying player. I wish he would have just a little more effort into learning some things and uh, the playbook and put a little more time into his craft when he was here in Atlanta. We probably would have won a couple of Super Bowls with him, but that's neither here nor there. So, look, let's move into 2020 right now. I mean, we don't want to talk about 2019. It's in the past. That season's over. We're moving into 2020. Unfortunately, right now we're dealing with a pandemic, and we're supposed to be ha- – as of right now, the first preseason was supposed to be played – uh, this past weekend. So there's no preseason because of this pandemic with COVID. We're going to go roll straight into the season. So I want to get some thoughts and I want you to talk about how you feel. First of all, I want you to talk about the new additions that the Falcons just picked up during the offseason this year. How do you feel about the additions that they made in the offseason? Because I know you're very critical of the players that they pick up. So I want you to give me your honest opinion and your grade out. Well, um, I guess we can talk about the you know, the main horse that everyone's so excited to see in um, Todd Gurley. Um, I, for one, I'm I'm excited to see him. I, I want to see if he can come back to the, the old, you know, 2015 Todd Gurley, you know, you know, busting, you know, shoulders and ankles to the end zone. But we all know what that, that with that knee, you know, what are we going to get from him? You know, it's, 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 it's a crapshoot with him. I'm not going to sit there and say that he's going to be the, the 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 savior, but at the same time, I mean, it's a possibility that he can probably bring us, you know, a running game that we desperately need as a team. You know, we'll what about what about uh? You know I'm saying what? About, okay, so we Gurley, uh, we picked him up. I think it's a good addition to the team. I mean, we I always talk about the Falcons being a, a day late and a dollar short. Uh, we had an opportunity 
uh, several years when he first came out to draft him. I know a lot of people here in Atlanta wanted to draft Gurley because he went to the University of Georgia. And, of course, big, huge fan base here. And they wanted to, you know, bring some of uh, – the the excitement from UGA and some of that fan uh, fan base into you know into the Falcons kind of fan base. It's kind of fickle here with college football and professional football in the South. But a lot of people were on board with getting Todd Gurley. He ends up going to the Rams, and now of course he's here. So it'll be very very interesting to see how they utilize him in this offense. Another player that actually came from the Rams as well. Another player that we would have liked to draft is Dante Fowler. Right. How do you feel about him? Um, again, that's another a guy that I'm, I'm excited to see. You know, he came off um, the Rams with um, Aaron Donald. You know, Aaron Donald taking all the attention, and you know, Dante Fowler just ate. You know, he I'm, I'm not not really um, on top of my head how many sacks he had last year, but I know he 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 pulled his own. And he was um, he was a force to be working reckoned with on that um that defensive line. Now here, you know, you know, we have just, you know, uh Tat McKinley and we we have uh um uh, our boy and the defensive tackle, but he's not an Aaron Donald. You know, he's great yeah. great great Jared. So I I can't say he's gonna wreck havoc on our line. I mean, we we're looking for someone to wreck havoc. You know, we're we're not but I mean, come on! I mean, it's, you're talking about Rams defensive line and that Falcons defensive line. I think he can flourish here. I mean, I have faith that uh, that he will pull his own. You know, hopefully with Tap McKinley stepping up finally, and he can get some some sacks on this defensive line. And then um, the, um to kind of overreach you, Leo is um go ahead and say um our tight end that we picked up um Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. So I mean I'm really excited for him, you know. I'm I, I I liked Hooper when he was here, but you know Hayden Hurst, you know I'm hearing that he's got better hands and he's much faster. So we'll see, you know. I I for for overall, you know, of course I forgot about Laquan Treadwell. Came from Minnesota, you know. I'm not really knowing thing about him. I know he was a first round pick at one point. Um. I'm hoping the best for him you know, for overall, for the grade that I give for this off season, you know, I'm, it's a B, a strong B and I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty excited to see what we're going to get out of all of them. You know, hopefully, you know, that's going to give them a boost, a kick in the butt, if you will. All right, what about, let's talk a little bit about the draft, um, specifically the first round pick. I know, uh, we were both watching the draft, virtual draft that the NFL held, held this year, and we were on uh, on the call together, you and I, and we uh, were looking specifically for one thing, and then we ended up getting something else. I know initially you were a little disappointed, and we ended up getting a cornerback, a A.J. Terrell from Clemson, a big big kid, physical kid. He's a home kid, too. I think he went to Westlake High School. Um, he had – a bad game in college. I, I want to say he, he had a bad game in college uh, against LSU in the national championship. But other than that, he played pretty solidly for Clemson. Uh, so I know draft night, it, it wasn't a pick that you wanted or kind of expected. But since draft night, has the pick actually grown on you or do you find it intriguing now? Or are you actually now on board with the pick? 
No, I'm 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 totally on board with it. Um, AJ Terrell, you know, he was a he was a good athlete and um in at Clemson. Um, yes, I was the one kind of scratching my head over it, but you know, ever since these past drafts, Leo, you know, our number one thing was where's the pass rush? You know, when we begin, where are we? When are we going to get that pass rusher? And we always scratch our head because it's not the guy we want and. You know, it's not fair to AJ Terrell because I think we need a we need a sec we need a corner. And we keep forgetting that, you know, we need someone to replace Trufant. So no, I I love the pick. Now that I've slept on it many, many nights, look back on it, it, it. I love the kid. You know, I'm glad he's here, you know. Then we we picked up another uh pass rusher, uh, Marlon Davidson. So um yeah. Auburn, so Auburn, Auburn. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm satisfied, totally satisfied. Him being here, you know, I again I was just sitting there in shock, just knowing that we done it again. Didn't address the need that we, we, you know, what we needed. We just got someone that just looked good, you know. But no, we needed him, AJ Terrell. It, it was definitely, de- definitely, I agree with you. It was definitely a need. It wasn't the sexiest pick, I think, on draft night because, like you said, we were so focused on like you getting that pass rusher. And the way the draft kind of fell, it literally drafts never fall the way the mock-ups go. But I think that the draft kind of fell the way some most of the mock-ups went. And some of the bigger names that we wanted, they were off of the board when they got to us. I forget the pick that we had that night. But, you know, like you said – we went after a need. He was, you know, sixteen. Didn't we? we had a six- sixteen. Yeah, I think it was sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. He was a need. Um, some people had him as the number one cornerback on the board. I think it was between him and C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Um, but I'm excited to see what the kid does. He he looks like he's he's a humble kid. He's an athlete. He's a hard worker. I've seen some highlights of him uh, in training camp. I think he got a pick on Calvin Ridley. So it's gonna be uh, really really interesting to see. So look. I'm going to bring you back for another segment, Banks. But I want to talk about right now, so your expectations. With everything that happened, we know the nucleus of people that we already had. We Matt Ryan, of course, is, and I'm going to say it, this is my opinion, take it what it's worth, is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I would even put him up there in, in the elite status category. A lot of people you know, would, would argue with me on that, but I think he's a very serviceable quarterback, and I think he can he could do a lot. We still have the great number 11, Julio Jones. Uh, Calvin Ridley's coming back. Like you said, we got Grady Jarrett still still there uh, anchoring the defense. Deion Jones, by far, in my opinion, one of the better linebackers that we've had in this franchise history. So with that being said, if this season gets underway, of course, with everything happening, what are your true expectations with everything that's going on? What are your expectations? My expectation is I expect the Falcons to be a playoff team um, where they will what seed. I'm not very certain, um, but I, I feel that they will be one of those teams that's going to be still playing in January. That's just me. I mean, every time I think when well, you said it, you took the words out of my mouth about um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is one of – no, not one. He is the best quarterback the Falcons ever had. Hey, oh, I, without a without a question, without I, question, Ryan fan, I don't care what no one says. He is uh, he is my quarterback. 
you know, he's, you know, when he's not there anymore, people's going to miss him. I hate to say it. When he's not there, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance when he's not there. You know, he's, when he lays them up, we have a chance to anybody. So, no, Matt Ryan is the Falcons quarterback, and he's the best quarterback the Falcons ever had. So, yes, absolutely, we will have a shot for the playoffs again. You know, as long as he's it's gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be some tough sledding, and we'll get to talk about this in another segment. Banks, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that you'll come back to join me for another segment right before absolutely. the season starts. Absolutely. But it's going to be tough. I want to talk to you a little bit about the NFC South and, and how they're going to have to fare because there's a lot of shakeup and changes in the NFC South. But wow. we'll say that for another date. But it was good to have you on the show. Um, if people want to reach out to you, is any way social media that can they follow you on social media? Do you have any social media platforms they can follow you? Um, just now, you know, call me um, late, call me an old head, or call me what you want. But I'm just now getting on Instagram um, and Twitter. Um, you can follow me at babybanks80. Um, I'll email me at babybanks80 at yahoo.com. You can look me up, Antoine Jarrell Banks, on Facebook. And um, as again, I just got on Instagram. I'm just trying to figure it out myself and Twitter. So um, if you look me up on Antoine Jarrell Banks, I should be there. But other than that, cool, cool. definitely on Facebook because I'm constantly on Facebook. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you you run it on Facebook. I will give you that. You the Facebook, Facebook. Facebook king. So, so look, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. We'll definitely have you back for more segments to talk about more things. So we we are everything Atlanta. Uh, we talk about the Falcons because I think we're very connected you and I because we're season ticket holders and we go to all the games together and we want we had to talk about the Falcons for the first time we did a segment but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some some more ATL sports we'll talk about definitely want to talk to you about the Braves cuz you have a very special connection to the Atlanta Braves but we'll say that for another segment as well absolutely absolutely i can um i i love Atlanta everything um you can get with me with the Hawks you can get with me with the Braves of course and then the United uh, Tontot, Atlanta United as well. Um, I, I credit you for giving me on board with that. Um, and I am a big fan ever since. So I'm here. That's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. All right, man. Well, thank you again. We look forward to having you. Absolutely. Having you in the future. All right, brother. Cool. All right. Had another dope segment. Shout out to my man, Banks for coming on and talking all things Atlanta Falcons. Really, really enjoyed it. And Jay, once again, another guest disappointed because no, you didn't. Like, you I feel like you're making this up now, right? Like people aren't for real disappointed about me not being here. I told you, man, they really don't even think you <laughs> exist. Like right now, it's like, like I, am I just a voice you're making? Like I found you on, I found, yeah, like I found you on Craigslist <laughs> or something. Man. You can't find me on Craigslist. Uh, that's craigslist.com front slash jjump no <laughs> that would be great I wish no um, no nah, you know what uh, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna blast you just a little bit uh, this might have worked into my schedule you didn't tell me when you did this last one I'm gonna blast you a little bit okay I'm gonna well, blast you a little bit just right a little back bit. in my court no, right? just a tiny right. tiny little bit so how about this um, I yeah, will show up good. for so we're gonna get it again. not Look, the next gonna- one I will show up for the 
we're at four no we're at three interviews right now i will show up for interview number five oh wait so i look look so check this out i have somebody lined up and i'm gonna definitely <laughs> hold you to that and i'm gonna get you in on, on this action for the Fact. next episode so, yeah interview number that? five so 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 it'll actually everybody will see that this is not some rig setup. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you we'll nah. get you in with one of my guests. I'm pretty I, I don't sure think it'll be we great, look alike. Man. I don't think so anyone's gonna think this is rig. We look way too much alike. Like this is we're related, trust me. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So look, first and foremost, man, once again I wanna thank you. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, seriously, I really want to thank you all for supporting. Uh, continue to support. We're, we're going to get better. Uh, Jay is making me better. And we're going to have some more guests on. And if you want to be a guest, hit us up. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit me up. I'm Southern Set. That's with two T's. You can hit Adjective J up. That's Adjective underscore J on Twitter. Uh, you can also, you know, Call us if you have our personal phone numbers, or you can email us if you have your, our personal email. That's true. <laughs> but no, seriously, the best the best way to hit us up is on Twitter, and let us know that you want to be a part of the show. And definitely, we look forward to having some some more verse, uh, some more guests. I'm sorry, diverse yeah. guests on the show. That's a real problem so for that's us. What's we, up we really don't have episode. enough diversity. All of our guests have been of the same type. It's. <laughs> We need to expand for tax purposes. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm claiming some tax now. Uh, you know what? Also, um, shout out to the NBA. Like I've had a lot of fun watching the NBA. It's been enjoyable. Uh, it's reminded like no, no, no. Here's here's why uh, here's why it's I, shout out for know, me. I, watching the NBA uh, inspired me uh, to get up and go run and start working out again. Like I had been sitting around on quarantine. It got me feeling like an athlete again for like maybe two minutes because I ran for about two minutes and I felt like me, not an athlete, and I almost passed out. I mean, you know, I can, I can, I can get you. We can get you back in the league. I mean, no, you are like no, six, my knee, eight. My knees it. will not. I, I will. <laughs> my knees will. They will shred into cardboard. But <laughs> here's 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 what I thought while I was like like I started running and I was like I, I had this this sprinting moment. I was like I'm sprinting. I'm like oh man, I feel like an athlete. Imagine you're an athlete. So like think about like you're in the NFL, uh landed a million dollar contract. Let's say it's your second year. Um you just exploded. Uh ooh, let's make it your let's make it your second year and you you just made like a pro like all pro team, right? Big name, everybody knows you. Uh and as you're like, you know, you're rolling up at a club, you're dancing, you're having a good time, uh Kendall Jenner approaches. Uh Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner is that one of the spawns of Chris Jenner approaches you're young she's young she has a Pepsi and social justice to offer (laughs) and how you feeling about it like are you are you trying to you trying to you trying to get with a Kardashian (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Devin Booker it has not worked (laughs) oh god so Devin Booker so was spotted. Devin, Devin Booker spotted they were flirting on Instagram. So actually, all throughout the NBA bubble, uh, just white women have been taking shots at, at NBA players. January, no, no, no shit. January Jones' oh, uh, Instagram shot at uh, Kawhi Leonard 
was like, call me. Um, Kendall Jenner Instagram shot at Devin Booker after he, he uh, went 30, went for 30. Uh, and she was like, you can go for 30. And so, you know, I'm, that's dirty. I'm not going to say that. But you know where he, she wanted him to go for 30 at. <laughs> you, you can fill in the gaps. Ha-ha. Um, just like oh, Devin Booker man, can. Got... So what I'm saying is... <laughs> Stay away from stay 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 away from to, anybody that's got anything to do with Chris Jenner. Nothing, nothing I, I can holler at a celebrity, but not. Let me tell you these young guys. Stay away from the, anybody. Last name is Kardashian or Jenner. Stay the hell away from. <laughs> Ask it, Lamar man. Odom how that Real works talk. out. Come on, y'all ain't <laughs> dude. Lamar Odom, Kanye West. The only person I think that got away unscathed was Chris Humphreys. But you know he was just—he I mean, was like unscathed, but like he's not playing in the NBA no more, is he? Is he playing still? But he, but dude, he he he. Come on, look Chris at Lamar Humphries Odom and Kanye West. I had a career off than Lamar. Wait, Odom he still, Kanye I actually West. don't know if he's still—he's still playing. Who's he playing for? He is. I don't know. Well, he's CBA, also old too, so that may not be entirely the Kardashians' fault. So the last team they have him listed for, I don't know. The, I mean, the last team they have him listed for was the Hawks in 2017. So he's not playing anymore. He's, yeah. he's not playing no more, dude. Like I said, man, stay away from anybody last name Jenner or right. Kardashian. Okay, okay. So just, also, we, we got, uh, what's his facing uh, Karamia uh, or um, fucking uh, what's his name uh, Mario, the fucking Tennessee quarterback. Uh, was it Mariota? There was a there was a quarterback that came into the league Mar- that uh, hollered at um, a porn star named Caramia. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Hold up, there's a quarterback that like literally went to dinner with a porn star, and everyone was trying to ride him. And I was like, it may have been Mar. It may have been. I, I think I think I know you talking. It may have been Mar. It was, was, was Mariota. I had to look went, that up. But I'm I'm doing it right now. Went to dinner uh, with Kara. Why do I know this porn star's name? Because I watch porn. Of course, that's why I know it. <laughs> Favorite star. I'm not. Why my friend Jimmy Garoppolo? My bad. Wrong person. Jimmy Garoppolo. So Garoppolo. Okay. Yeah. You, you were right, way so, off. Way off. Yeah. Tennessee. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't register for me. But he went to dinner uh, with Kiara Mia, the porn star. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like at some point, if you're an athlete, I feel like you're going for celebrities. Who's your celebrity? Who are you pulling when you get that contract? So you you get into the NFL. Uh, your wife doesn't exist, and she won't hear this. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. She, but she's not. But now she, that I've said that, now that I've said she, that, she's not holding you to this. So who you who you pulling? What, what celebrity are you trying to pull with your newfound fame? Man, none of them. To be honest with you, man. Married man answer. It, it's Married too risky, man. man. It's it's a it's a bunch of agendas. It's a bunch of politics, man. You know how this goes. It's a bunch of agendas like, when it comes. Uh, Tom, to that it worked type out for stuff, Tom Brady. Man. And I'm telling all so the young guys. Pulled, uh, are they still together? Giselle, hell yeah. Because she make way more money than That's him. That's what I'm he saying. Like you, no you use way. your fame to pull correctly. Like you pull correctly, you stay together. That's what I'm saying. This is You got to make these, th- th- these judgments now before you get in the NFL so you know. Let me, let me, let me tell you that. I will say that. Man, listen. I'm going to tell you this right now. Jenner and Kardashian stay the hell away from. Them. All right, give me a top five of who you not. So Jenner, Kar- Kardashian, just all the Kardashians in, in, in general. And stay away from like the the Instagram thoughts. Like it's a bunch of you know thirsty Instagram thoughts out there. Stay away from them. I mean, it's a bunch of crazy. Another 
real talk. I know we're talking about <laughs> a lot of stuff. So one of the Seahawks rookies yeah. tried to sneak in a player, <laughs> you know, and, 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 <laughs> an, 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 not another a rookie, by the way. Move, not anymore. Another wrong. He lost you, his contract. Yeah, he, he lost his damn job. You know, you was already on the bubble. You was a damn special teamer at best. And your ass tried to sneak somebody in with Seahawks gear on. Come player. on, what were you thinking? He, he what, was what, trying what to tackle thinking, it. Man. <laughs> He's oh like, hey, God, we got some man. drills to run upstairs real quick. You're gonna hear some you're gonna hear some tackling. Y'all gotta think long, y'all, y'all gotta think. It's gonna sound like term. cleats going to wet earth. Long term, man. Not <laughs> God, I'm, I'm terrible, man. my bad. Um <laughs> I know. But look, man, look, look. It's been another great episode, man. Once again, I enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Jay. I enjoyed it. I hope everybody else enjoys it. Once again, hit us up on social media. We'll be back for another episode here momentarily. So stay tuned. It's still the Leo G Show for now.